2023. It's Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day, all. And what better way to talk about Valentine's Day and love than to make sure that you stay healthy for your loved ones. So if you notice, my buddies on the screen, meet Dr. Lisa. Hey, Dr. Lisa. Dr. Lisa is a an MD with a passion for functional medicine. And before I kick it over to Dr. Lisa, I got to admit, I did not know what functional medicine was. I would have thought functional medicine was like, you know, how you open the pill bottle, like that was a function that you did or how you stick, where you stick the thermometer. Those are all functions, but turns out that's not the case. And when the more I heard about functional medicine from Dr. Lisa, the more I felt, you know, the world needs to know about this. Um, I'm going to ask it you, Dr. Lisa. So first of all, thank you. Thanks for being on. Great to have you here. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. So I got to ask, you're passionate about functional medicine, and I do want to ask you in a minute about how we got to that space, but this would be a great opportunity to introduce to everybody who's listening. Like what, what is functional medicine? How would you describe it to somebody in an elevator? I think functional medicine is where medicine was 100 years ago. In fact, sometimes when you talk to functional medicine teachers, they will quote out of books from the 1800s that specifically talk about the approach of functional medicine. And we lost it along the way. Huh. Basically, it is looking at the human body as a group of systems that work together so that you can function properly, right? So you can digest, so that you can breathe, so that you can detoxify things that are going into your body that shouldn't be there, so that you can move. And then what parts of your body are allowing you to do that? Mm. Is your heart healthy enough? Is your immune system working properly? Is your digestive system working properly? And if they're not working properly, how do we know based on the symptoms that you're presenting with, right? So conventional medicine is you have diabetes, you have high sugar, we're going to give you insulin. Good luck. Eventually your eyes are going to fail. Eventually your fingers are not going to work anymore. Right. Eventually you're broken, so we want to fix it basically. Right. And we're not really that great at fixing it, right? We can slow it down, but we're not that great at fixing it. Functional medicine is, well... Let's get 50 pounds off of you so your insulin resistance is a little better. Let's change your diet so that you're eating more fats and proteins so that you don't have so much sugar. Let's get some vitamins into you to help your body process the sugar. And let's get you feeling better. So this and is awesome. It, it's awesome. It's awesome because I kind of like, and as you were telling me this, you know how my brain works. And Dr. Lisa's known me long enough that she knows how my brain works. I'm always like, well, I see parallels. And my brain thinks in terms of analogies. So when you said functional medicine, I'm like, why, why does this sound so amazing to me? Because those of you who are listening now know that I've shared my past 65 days. I've had a GI doc, a primary care doc, a dentist. I had a little thing here that was taken care of and stitched up to. It's all about sort of preventative care. So when I think of financial planning and estate planning, it's more of this sort of like what if stuff. But it sounds like functional medicine is like, don't wait until something breaks to fix it, right? Don't wait until your car breaks down to get the oil changed. You don't do that. But functional medicine seems like it's more of a, it's not just preventative care, but it feels like it's like, it's like preventative care on steroids. Does that sound about right? Exactly. It's, it's, it's wellness and optimizing your health on steroids. You know, I always say you can't, medicine is not capable of fixing things completely the way they should have been by mother nature initially, once they're broken. You know, you get a knee replacement, it's never quite the same. You have a heart attack, you get a cath, you're never quite the same. The idea is to not get there. I love right? it. Yeah, and no, so, I love it whole idea behind it it's really it's it's wellness on steroids yeah but the other thing that's that's equally important is that you know people suffer from chronic illness in this country and conventional medicine has not been doing a good job with helping people live full functional for lack mm -hmm. of a better word lives while they're living with their chronic illnesses 
And the functional medicine piece of that is what's so important. So either, you know, you're healthy and you just want to be healthier and you want to prevent yourself from becoming sick, particularly with things like cancer, heart disease, things that we would consider chronic illnesses, right? Or you have a chronic illness and you want to reverse it or keep it from progressing. And, And that's where the functional medicine is so powerful. And that was my own personal experience with it. Yeah. So let me ask that. And I, and I always find that when I speak with other professionals, and by the way, let me just put this out there. This is not medical advice specifically. This is informational purposes only. It's not legal advice. It's not tax advice. It's not financial advice. It's not marriage advice. It's not cooking advice. It's just informational purposes, right? So guys yep. and gals that are out there like talking to your doctors, keep talking to your doctors, keep doing what you got to do there. So let's put that out of there first. People who know me personally know about my story with money and how I grew up. And that's always been sort of my passion. That's always fueled my passion with respect to, hey, this is why I think that financial planning is is immensely important because marriages can be saved and kids can go to college and you can do things for charities. There's a lot you can do with just sound financial planning and financial strategies. So that's kind of what drives me. But you've got a different story that got you to this functional medicine route. So to the extent that you're comfortable can you share something about why this is your passion? Why you've gotten gone down this road? Sure. I became a patient five years ago, um, and it was really the first time that I had to interact with the medical system on a very, very intense level. So I developed breast cancer five years ago. I went to a top place to get the breast cancer treated, and they did a great job curing the breast cancer. Mm-hmm. But the cure triggered an autoimmune disease that caused my knee to de to break down. I had to get a knee cartilage transplant. I couldn't walk for six months. It caused my hands to lock up and and I had to get surgeries to unlock my hands. And and as I was going through this journey, I had to keep ratcheting down to a less and less uh, aggressive treatment for the cancer. Now the cancer is gone, but what I was left with was, thank you. What was left was, was poor function right? I couldn't ski with my family. I couldn't do the activities I like to do. My joints were in pain. I had to cut back on work. I had to go part-time. I couldn't work, you know, and I was emotionally out of sorts with the whole thing. So I started looking into alternative options and I started looking into, I was always interested in integrative and Eastern health, like Ayurveda, Um, you know, the Italian approach is much more integrative. The Norwegian approach is much more integrative. And I found this, this organization called the Institute for Functional Medicine that is doctors, it's it's medical, it's people who are tra- trained in the conventional medicine, allopathic physicians who take data from the allopathic literature, which is my literature. Mm-hmm. And they say, hey, look, we can help people and heal people on an integrative and holistic level. Yeah. You know, and I started doing acupuncture. I had to completely change my diet. I ended up finding out that like seven or eight illnesses that I th- had since I was nine were all related to what I was eating and they're gone now. And I'm happy to say I'm on literally one medication just for my cancer maintenance. And I'm doing all the things I want to do with my family. I feel wonderful. And I'm I'm like almost evangelical about functional medicine at this point because I'm like, we are not telling our patients this. I totally you know, and we're killing them. The cure is killing them, you know. And and like, you know, it's like in my listening to you, yeah, you cured my cancer, but I can't walk. Right. So so I was gonna say that in my in my listening to you, what I'm hearing is like I, I had this thing where that happened and I got really, really sick. I had to go through things to get myself better, but the very thing that got me better triggered all kinds of other things. So 
you know, again, I'll draw the financial sort of parallel here is like we can do our best to invest money and to try to keep you, you know, financially well and get you to the point where you, you can re retire comfortably. But at that point, if all the medicine that you took, like broke your body down and you're not able to ski and you're not able to walk and you're not able to pick up your grandkids, then I mean, what's the point of all the money? Like, you know, Benjamin Franklin has this quote, and I'm probably going to butcher it, is like, you know, human beings are like those one sort of unique species that we will spend our uh, health and our youth to get wealth. And then we're going to spend our wealth to try to get our health back. So it's, exactly. but but if you're able to get to the root of some of these health issues, I mean, I'm not saying this would have happened, but who knows what would have happened in the past. And I feel like like maybe you you would have had a different sort of lifestyle. Maybe you don't go down that that road, right? Maybe maybe right. you would have you would have been healthier from day one. And but the beauty of what I like about what you're describing with respect to the East and the West, and I think this is this is probably the future of medicine, is you don't have to choose one or the other. Like you should exactly. be having both conversations. It's almost like a false choice. Like I don't have to be in a hut with somebody right. who's grounding up grains and herbs and kind of giving me a tea. And I don't have to yep. be in a hospital, you know, on an IV all the time. It, they're not mutually exclusive. There are ways to have those treatments together. Is that is that an accurate sort of? It, you know, it's funny that you say that, Neil, because that's how I approach my patients. I say to them, I say, look, for example, your stomach's out of whack. You have this bacteria in your stomach that's making you have allergies. It's making you sick. We can give you five days of this really powerful antibiotic, which I'm happy to prescribe. It's the conventional treatment may make you a little sick, may get, maybe give you side effects, but we can do it. You'll be done in five days. Or we can spend eight weeks doing this herbal regimen that's much easier on the system. Mm. Either one's fine. And what do you want to do? But the bottom line is we've got to get rid of this bacteria because this bacteria is causing your problem. And I love being able to offer those options to people because even I had those, I mean, full disclosure, my poor husband ended up having something that I found. He had a parasite that I found on one of his stool tests. And I said to him, I'm like, look, honey, I'm sorry, sorry but <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is conventional medicine at its finest. You're going right. on regular antibiotics. We're going to take care of it. And then I'm going to get your, you know, your guts back up and running, yeah. you know? So that's what I think is so powerful about the functional medicine. And, you know, the other thing too, is conventional medicine doesn't do this. You know, this really should be in the purview of internal medicine and the internal medicine doctors don't have the time or bandwidth to do this with their patients, even though I'm sure they would love to. And a lot of them don't have the nutritional background or this sort of like systemic approach that the functional medicine approach uses. Yeah. And it really yeah. is a different paradigm. It's a complete paradigm shift from what we learned in medical school. So let me ask you then, because I would imagine that, you know, this is the sort of thing, and I'm not going to get into conspiracy theories here because we're in New Jersey and there's a lot of pharmaceutical companies and I don't want to like try to start my car one day and the whole thing blows up because pharma companies like beat me down. But tell me, like, it, what is one of the bigger challenges? Because obviously I know this is not always like an insurance thing, right? Insurance may not necessarily cover it. Like, is that a challenge? Do you, do you run into issues with respect to like, patients or just individuals in general saying, yeah, you know what? I'd rather get to the root of this before I want to stay healthy. I don't necessarily right. want to until something breaks. Like, is that a challenge or do you find that it's receptive? Like, or what other challenges do you find with folks? I think that there's, there's two main challenges of functional medicine, right? So the first thing is definitely there's an issue with the fact that insurance is not covering it. So it's usually out of pocket. Sometimes if people have out of network benefits, they can get some reimbursement, but it really is a financial commitment. That being said, the amount of money that you're putting towards it really isn't that much more than like a facial or a high-end spa or honestly, my grocery bill from this week. Right. <laughs> I mean, I looked at my grocery bill from this week I and mean, I was like, wow. Depends how many okay. eggs you're buying these you know? days. Yeah, right. Yeah. I'm like, you know, $10 for eggs. I'm like, exactly. okay. Yeah. You know, and what you can get out of it, you can't get anywhere else. The other issue I have, the other issue that I'm finding with my patients is that you just, you need to be committed. 
Mm. And that, that really comes out of the team approach that you have with your provider. And it also comes out of just being kind to yourself and just being honest about what you're ready to do. Like I had one patient, for example, that I've been working with for the last two years. And I, you know, I, I, I took a whole history on this patient. I said, these are the 10 things that I know I want to do with this patient that I know we need to do. And I said, okay, this is what we need to do to get you healthy. Okay. Cause it's very complicated medical history. Right? right. I said, what can you do? And she's like, well, I can do a third of one of those things. She's like, so I guess I should quit. I'm like, nope, nope. We're going to do a third of one of those things. Yeah. And we're going to regroup and see how you feel. You know, three three years later, she's off six medications. She's down 51 pounds. Her depression and anxiety are improved. Her insomnia is gone. Her GI issues are better. And she's happy. But it was a long, it was a long relationship. I love you it. You know, which honestly I, is part of what I love. I love being able to establish relationships with people and then let them guide the story. There are no? a book that I have right now on my bookshelf called Atomic Habits by James Clear. And then there's another one by Charles Duhigg, The Power of Habit, right? But everything yeah. you hear about habits is like, look, you can start small. You can start incremental. These things will have a compound effect. But that's like saying, look, I can't walk a mile, so I'm not going to walk 10 minutes. Um, it just right. doesn't make any sense. Yes, you're still going to be better off. And the problem that we have as financial advisors and, and estate planning attorneys is like, well, you know, I, I just don't see the immediate benefit of it. So there's not that immediate gratification. So I'm just not going to do it right now. I'm not going to prioritize it right now. It's a lot easier to just deal with the stuff that's squeaking right now, as opposed to dealing with the stuff that's not squeaking. But no, I could totally see it. So from what I'm just, what I'm hearing you so far, the challenges are there, they're real, but at the same time, the benefits there to outweigh it too. So it's, it's definitely something that folks should definitely be keeping in mind. So as we sort of wrap this up, I know this is a fairly new area. I mean, it's still considered the unorthodox way of planning, even though you said it was the orthodox way of planning, we got away from that a little bit. Right. Any quick sort of tips for folks out there too, if they want to live longer for their Valentine or for their kids or for anybody else, or not just live longer, but just have a better quality of life. How would you close that up? Everything starts with the gut. Everything we put in our body affects our health. If you could do one thing, if you could say, I'm going to do five to seven servings of fresh fruits and vegetables a day, just that Mm. you've marked improvement in your health. And I know it sounds insane, but it, you know, you have a big salad. That's like five servings right there. Right. But everything, everything starts with the gut and what we're putting in our body. That's a great tip. And actually, I'm going to ask one last thing because I said that was one last thing. But if somebody wants someone like you to basically help us with that, because everybody's biochemistry is different. Everybody's sort of genetic disposition, predispositions are different. You're a lot sort of plays into that, too. So I can definitely Google stuff. But you know how I feel about that on the investment and the estate planning side. So I'm definitely not going to suggest on the medicine side. So how does somebody work with someone like you on this sort of stuff? Right. You know, there are several certifying bodies out there. Andrew Weil has an integrative medicine certificate and diploma out out of Arizona. I have studied under the Institute for Functional Medicine. You really want to find somebody who has some sort of certification in one of those things. So like I always tell people, if you're looking for a functional medicine nutritionist or a functional medicine health coach, go to ifm.org, which is the the group under which I study and you who's there, you know, get somebody who's certified and make sure that they're doing what they need to do to maintain their, their knowledge base. Love it. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Go to where the professionals are, go to where the experts are. 
Dr. Lisa, thank you so, so much. This was awesome. And plus, people didn't have to hear my boring voice all day. So thank you. And thank you to everybody okay. out there in the internets and the webs world out there listening and viewing to us. Dr. Lisa, if you're okay with it, we're going to actually post your, your profile in our social media chats too, so that people can start following you as you get more and more knowledge on this and discover the fountain of youth for those of us who are looking for it. Everybody else out there, I hope I see you next week. Stay safe, stay well, and I'll see you next week on the next episode of Shop Planet. Bye, guys.